Raisin Man Arena. Welcome, humans, to Raisin Man Arena. It's 10.17 a.m., July 27, 2022. We're starting a little late. And we're starting a little late. It's what a little of it? easy. It's summertime, and the living is easy. It's we start true. at 10.17. 10, it's true. If you haven't been outside yet, you're just waking up, you haven't been outside yet, it's a beautiful day. It Honestly, it is a beautiful day. And it, it is a beautiful day in New York. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a beautiful day everywhere, all around the world. It's a beautiful day all around the world. The weather is the same everywhere. Imagine and if that's what climate change did, that it was the same weather everywhere. That would be kind of good, I think. Uh-huh. As a force just to link everybody together and get us finally all on the same page. It would extend small talk across, across international boundaries. Yeah. Because you could say weather's nice to someone in... Saudi Arabia, Moldova, Moldova, country of Georgia, yeah, state South, of Georgia, South Africa. Totally, weather's nice, huh? Totally. Oh my gosh! Cheers from California. The Luke man's <coughs> here. Oh shit! See, this is the ad- the advantage of doing it this late means we get the early California risers, mm-hmm. the hustlers out there in California. Luke, what are you doing up at? It's seven eighteen in the morning. Oh, there. who the who what? ever even gets up at that what? time? What a crazy time to be up. He's up. What he's got his little notebook out. Doing? He's writing down jokes. How much coffee are you even drinking to be up right now, Luke? He's up. He's doing the Seinfeld method. You pick a subject like Pop-Tarts and you just fill out three legal pads of observations until you, Damn. you find the joke. And he gets something funny out of and that? he gets something funny out of that. Did you ever read that? That was like, there's a New York Times profile yeah, on he's his sitting, method. And he's sitting on the street and he's surrounded by these notebooks? Yes. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever find that writing on paper you can come up with funny things because some because it sounds to me like you do it spoken out loud i do it spoken out loud and then i write it down but you think writing on paper i don't know i tried it for a while and i think after a while i was feeling like you get stuck on the words on the page and you forget totally. about what something sounds like or whatever totally yeah i think that that's not so good you get a little too clever with it or something a little like yeah, a little too, too many flourishes that work in the written word correct yeah if you're ever like reading out loud something to someone uh that's supposed to be you know read or like a poem or a novel you see that i feel like where you're yes. like oh this person listening to me isn't getting this yes i'm getting i'm seeing it i get it they're they're missing it yeah, yeah. it's totally different and there's another way of writing stand-up where you just say it on stage and you find out what the words are on stage that's right. There's another way of doing stand-up where you just write it down and then you read off of a piece of paper. And there's another way of doing stand-up where you um, you uh, book a show and then you delay it for a month. That's right. <laughs> that is another way of doing yeah. stand-up. <laughs> That's right, folks. I changed the date of my show. Fake Look who's news, here. Fake news. <gasps> hello, hello. What? Bonjour. 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 Merci. Wait, you weren't in this apartment minutes ago. You just flew from the plane and you just walked in. You yep. sur- Surprise, Sam. Me. Where the hell have you been? I got a text from the Raisin Man group chat, and, I, and they said, we need you back. <laughs> we need you back. Yeah. To, to discuss, nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We need someone who hasn't seen it so that we to can describe to us, what happened. Describe the whole plot. <laughs> um, where have you, I don't know where you've been. You uh, left, and I don't know where you were. I left. I went to France. Um, and I had a little, uh, like a lovely, lovely little vacation with my girlfriend. Okay, girlfriend wow. reveal. Okay, yeah. girlfriend, girlfriend reveal. Hard launch. Girlfriend drop. Yeah, hard launch. <laughs> hard drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are lining up outside the apartment for the girlfriend drop. Um, I and it was great. It's it's such a romantic place. 
Well, you guys went to France? Place. Yeah, we went to France. You didn't post on Instagram about it a single time. Not once. I was kind of off Instagram. And I was looking at her Instagram, and f- she does a funny thing where she never posts your face. She always posts, like, your leg or yes. your arm. Like, you're always, like, <laughs> wow. on the yeah. edge of the ca- of So the it's hard to do a wellness check on you. Sam's freaking out. Kind of clandestine boyfriend yeah. is how I like to go. So you were getting soft launched, and here now, but you're doing a hard launch. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was great. But I did go on Instagram sometimes, and then I saw Felipe had this little animation, so I'd repost those. You did? (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny because, yeah, it was just, it was like, you could tell it was vacation posting because it was like, watch this. (laughs) Just the quote, watch this. Vacation (laughs) posting. That's funny. Um, Damn. I I better get the coffee. Yeah. I thought you were more coffee. (laughs) Honestly, Honestly, if there's like a little extra. No, no. I would have a little bit of coffee, <laughs> Sam. Wow. Sam has come back rested and recharged in a way that makes me feel uh, like upset because I want to be that way. I'm I'm exhausted and worn out. I'm exhausted and sad. And not, and not a vacation in sight. <laughs> he does. Sam said, I look upbeat and that he woke up this morning with anxiety, with anxiety. about starting his life. Wow. Um, I, am I upbeat? Yeah, you know, I'm, am I upbeat? I think I, have I been upbeat? I have been upbeat. He has been. He has been. He has been. I have been upbeat. I'm upbeat to do the podcast because we, we skipped a week and, you know, I'll be honest. I know it's cool to hate your own podcast, but I like, I have fun. We too. like doing the podcast. Like if that means it. that it can't be successful, I'm sorry, but we like doing it. I'll accept that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll never be good because we like it too much. Because we like it. Um, that's funny. Thank you. That's funny that we, you just launched your girlfriend on the podcast because I told my boyfriend that I was going to hard launch him today on the podcast, but I was just kidding. But now I feel like, um, because you did that. Well, you, you literally, it's, it's just a coincidence that it's um, purely a coincidence. Yeah, which is funny. I've, honestly, I've mentioned my girlfriend. I suppose, That's right. I suppose That's there's right. nothing truly serendipitous about it since you were the one who said who hard said launch. launch so so you've incepted into me like that happened by accident, but you said that. Yes, that's right. Well, and now you're you're hard launching. I'm hard now. launching, that, and that's all I wanted to do. Uh, but I was going to bring it up because I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. really stressed out, and then he woke up and um, repeated my. You were together. We were together. <laughs> What? Goodness! What? Sleeping right. in a bed That's together. Right. He woke up in his separate apartment. <laughs> <He woke laughs> <up in his laughs> apartment. And we and he said my mantra to me, which is Huluween is not my life. Huluween is not my life. Because <laughs> wow. I was so so. Now you're hard launching your job too. Yep. So I'm, and I'm hard launching my job, my involvement in Huluween Halloween of Halloween 2022. Um, yeah, so that's all I want to say. Halloween so, is not my life. That's so, so funny. I'm being upbeat right now, but I wasn't just a mere five hours ago. <laughs> wow, you woke up at five because we went. We stressed. We, we went out. to see a movie last night, and then we stayed up till one. And then I said, you know, I really need extra sleep. I've been not sleeping very well, or I've been tired all day. And so we right. de- we delayed the podcast. That's why we're starting at ten. But now, come to find out, you lost an extra hour of sleep on top of the hour that we lost yes. by having to go to sleep. At it one. was real wide awake, you know. When you wow. just wake up, like your mind is just like turning over stuff you're stressed about, and suddenly you realize you're wide awake, being yeah. like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, fuck." And he, you probably lost some sleep on the other end too, because you know when you go to sleep with someone else in your bed. That's right. They you're can cutting be, down time on both sides. They're thinking a little stuff. They're remembering, <laughs> you know, something that happened to them when they were six. <laughs> That they need yeah, to tell you, you about. Go, mm-hmm, they're trying you to kiss your face a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you ever falling asleep with someone and suddenly they're just like launch into a new like 
hey, so what's up? And you're like, that's yeah. really not. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's not what Gabby I'm doing. does that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Hey, so what's, hey, wait, what are you what's thinking? Up? <laughs> what are you thinking about? Tell me another funny little story about an interaction you had with a grocery store person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so you woke up at five. Big time. You, uh, but now you're upbeat. Now I'm upbeat because I, I said my mantra. Uh, I woke up. I was stressed out. But then I was like, you know what? For the duration of the podcast, I'm safe. I have an hour and a half in which and I no get to one do can the get you. And no one can get me. And I, I'm safe inside this little like a cone I'm setting up in time. Mm-hmm. And I'm under the cone. And you know how you often say you Beautiful. can't hide in time? Yes. Well, right I'm now you can to. hide in time. <laughs> Within the folds of time. Today yeah. I'm trying to hide in the, in the fold. <laughs> Um, so we're going to keep this podcast going all day long. Yeah. I mean, folks. yeah, usually when we do a podcast anyways, you stick around and then I don't get any work done because we just chat all day. So chat all fucking day long. So like it might have like hens. Cheep, 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 Did cheep, any cheep. big, um, things l- like in our, in our small little social world happen while I was gone? Goss, any gossip that yes. you know about? And I was thinking the of one column. yesterday that I didn't tell you. We literally got things that we could say on the podcast. Things we can't say on the podcast. Oh, can you give me a clue? Yo, anything you can't say on the podcast <laughs> that happened. <laughs> That's basically what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can you give me clues? <laughs> and then the, the podcast is just like, oh yes, yes, I'll talk about yeah. that too afterwards. <laughs> That's all the podcast is is we, reminding us of things we have to say when we're not recording. <laughs> we should spend an hour, hour and a half obliquely referencing and giving each other. <laughs> Clues, <laughs> yeah, giving yeah. each other clues for gossip that we can't say. I was say. literally Fun. just trying to formulate a clue. Fun. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. We were in the car last night joking around about this. We were joking around about places for Alex to drop us off. And you made a joke about being dropped off at a certain place. Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to remember where I said that. Alex Someone said, drop me off in Silver Lake. And then oh said, yes, 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 yes! And then that connects to the wait. There's extra gossip about that. No, well then Alex made a joke on top of Correct. that, and then that—that's the gossip. And but that, I already know that gossip. Yes, I know, but Sam doesn't. He was saying while well, he was gone. <sighs> Man, <laughs> but we can't talk about. I that. wish I could tell you because it was a fire joke and it's a fire piece of gossip. <laughs> Damn. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Me and Alex were cracking each other up last night. Yeah. At we nope. saw Nope. Yeah. We saw the 1020 showing of Nope and it was had a really pathetic start to it. This is the theme of the episode is things starting hard and then coming up, getting good and then going back down. Um, everyone was really tired. We saw a 1020 movie. I was so excited for it. When everyone got to my house at 930, I was like, I can't believe we're doing this. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, when are we going to be back? People were like, I don't know, 1 a.m. And I was like, 1 a.m.? Like, what did you expect? The movie's at 1020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in bed by 11. <laughs> yeah. And we went to, uh, we to Sheep's Head Sheep, Bay. I was about to say Hog Sheep's Bay. We went to Sheep's Head Bay to see the movie in IMAX because Alex said that it would make all the difference, at least to him. I thought the screen was going to like wrap at least 180. It wasn't as big as I thought us. it would be. It was just like the TV here, but with a little curvature. <laughs> <laughs> were you far in the back or way up front not even we weren't way up front alex was like oh maybe if we go you know it's kind of like a parabola maybe if we're yes. in the parabola it'll surround us yes. but you want to sit that close to the screen no that it's a little stressful you have to like maybe shift your head like searching the screen for the information you can't see it all at once <laughs> maybe it's happen- what's yeah. happening where's the alien where, where, <laughs> where is, is the alien what is his is. eyes doing yeah. okay let's go down to his mouth oh <laughs> uh, it's an expression his, of sadness his, his eyes are angry <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. funny. so we were sitting kind of back and there are people behind us i got this sad feeling because there are people who are sitting behind us who were trying to you know crack wise 
on the different little. <laughs> Wait, they were. Oh, little, maybe could you not hear them? Maybe no, they were I couldn't. They were trying to joke. They were just making jokes on every trailer. They were making jokes on the movie, and they were just like they weren't even landing within their own friend group. Like <laughs> each other's jokes. Damn. Like they weren't even laughing at it. Much less like me, somebody yeah. in the next row. You guys were pros, and it made me depressed. It was. Pros. It was funny though because I was kind of doing the same thing with Alex. And I was really trying to juice all the trailers. I was like in a joking mood, but I also felt I was, at a certain point I was like, I need to stop making jokes. These are <laughs> these are trash. <laughs> I'm yes. like I'm like being I'm, a, I'm being a dad right now and yeah. being like, oh, that's weird. That's weird. And I was like, these aren't funny. I should just wait. I should <laughs> just wait for, totally. for a funny, yeah. actual totally. funny observation. Totally. <laughs> and what made me sad about hearing people joking wasn't because I was like, oh, I'm so much funnier. Is it because it felt so true? I was like, that's in all of us. Just the the impulse, the desire to make a joke, yeah. whether you have one or not. Yeah. yeah. And then to just say some stupid ass thing, especially at the movies. At the movies, yeah. So. Yeah, they were goofing. You're excited. Did you guys get um, popcorn? I did get popcorn, and we got a bag of a gummy fun mix that wasn't very good. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I know those gummies weren't. Those good. were bad. They were in, they were bad. Even they were like crumbly. Crumbly gummies. Because with a gummy, you want it to be like you're chewing on it, and it's like a little it's tough, you know? Yeah, it's like, like this is gonna stick in your gut for yeah, like 14 yeah, but years. This, yep. But this thing you chewed on it, it was like. Soft. It, it was that nasty. Humbly. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and then here's me watching the movie, enjoying it, really enjoying it. Not, you really, you really enjoyed it. I mean, I was just having fun. I having was fun, like, having fun. Yeah, I had an espresso shot before we went in, and I normally, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I lose the first 15 minutes of any movie because I just can't get settled down. I'm yeah, just like you're too around. skittish. Yeah, I'm skittish, and I'm just not totally bought in yet to the world. I don't, I don't get <laughs> what's going on. I'm That's like, like when you watch Memora, you're like, has this movie even started yeah. yet? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I usually miss the first 15, but on this one, I was locked in. Boom. Well, I'll say the strength of the movie is um, I've always found that Jordan Peele's movies like move pretty quick. Totally. And, uh, you know, right away, there's something kind of weird happening. Whoa. Yes. And it, you got two guys out on a beautiful farm in the mountains with, uh, with horses. Like black people in Hollywood. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, like this I got to see. This yes. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but then what happened after you stood up when the movie was over? Suddenly, so I'm enjoying the movie the whole time, and I'm like, wow, this is so great that, you know, a group of friends come out to the movie and just, like, have a wonderful night, and we get to see this new thing that everyone's so excited about, and the movie was so fun, and then immediately everyone was like, oh, God, fuck, like, as if they had been being, you know, tortured for two and a half hours, and then it just not enjoyed it at all, and I was shocked. I felt like an idiot. You know, when you like something and other people don't like it, you're like, I guess I'm fucking stupid as shit. And what did that make you feel about you and your friend? group like this you're disconnected yes it made me feel disconnected it also just made me feel disappointed and or like it made me feel like how are we even collaborating together than on creative works if we have such a yes. different idea of wait really right. that's how far away you fell from us <laughs> i felt is alex in the <laughs> chat alex bliss sorry to say his name blow up his spot really didn't like it and i was just like wow what kind of do we like the same movies then i mean it wasn't like it was my favorite movie yeah. i ever saw but it just was you could but never you can't make see, together you can't see what he didn't like about it i can see it I can see it. Sometimes when you sit next to someone in the movie theater, they walk you through their feeling. They'll be like, I'm not liking this. And you're like, you yeah, were tuned into him the whole time. Yeah, me me and him were like making comments and we were like tuned into not liking the same stuff about it. That's so, interesting. so fucking stupid. I'm glad that no Just one so was tainting stupid. me or contaminating my experience. <laughs> I, I feel you though. I've many times I've watched the movie and I've been like, that was a fun, 
That's, honestly, that's how I felt about Fire Island. <laughs> I got yeah. high before it, and then I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And then we finished, and then uh, the people in my group did not like it. Yeah. Mm. Totally. People love getting opinionated. I know. Mm. Come on. We spent $27. <laughs> yes. Let's say we Let, had a good time. Let's say we had a good time. I had that experience watching Ambulance. I loved it, and Will was like trying to fall asleep the whole time. Jesus Christ. He really didn't Jesus like it. He really didn't like it. He hated, he like hated it. that movie. You got, do you have friends... I mean, Will is, well, actually, not always, but Will sometimes can be the guy that is like, yeah, that sucked. And you're like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's a bummer when Will doesn't like stuff because <laughs> he likes the stupidest <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's true. It's true. It's sad when he's sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like, let's watch a movie, a horror movie on Netflix that was made for a budget of $1. <laughs> and then if totally. that ends and he's like there was interesting stuff well, in there <laughs> I'll go to bed I'll get high and go to bed good this is a good good life That's yeah funny. did you so was the movie packed with people or what no no not packed but there was like enough people in there did you notice that people were coming in and out constantly Dude, that was annoying me I Throughout was like the in this day and age you, you shouldn't be getting up and moving around a movie theater it's too scary and I know it was a and too expensive it's too. too expensive you know you can't be time. ruining the experience but like literally that. every person you're looking at and you're trying to profile to see if they're a shooter did you yeah. feel that way because that was what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah I'm a tweaker <laughs> yeah he loves, loves being on that tip yeah yeah and sometimes I'll be at a movie and I'll, I'll imagine the headline later like shooting at and then I say the name of the movie and I'm like does that sound plausible yeah shooting yeah. at nope I'm like yeah, that shooting could, at nope and sheep's head bay <laughs> that could be plausible except I found out there was a shooting at a Amy Schumer movie train wreck like uh, the, like four oh years ago and I wouldn't have thought that was I, if I'd the been guy in that, dress up as the Joker <laughs> he dressed up as Amy Schumer <laughs> I just think that if I'd been in that movie theater I would have thought okay yeah, shooting at train wreck by Amy Schumer like, that's not gonna happen Amy Schumer is making white incels go yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah but it, actually the second so first I was like a little tweaked out like what are these people walking around for but then I was like are people walking out of this movie I, I think just think they were going to the bathroom. Like moving around. Yeah. There was a guy in front of me and I think he switched seats. Yes, I noticed that. Do you think it's because I was kicking him or something? Well, were you? <laughs> well, my foot, was, my foot was on the back of the chair, but I wasn't putting weight on it. There was a man who came by behind you who said something to you. Really? Yeah, what did he say? I can't even remember. There was a man, he said sorry for something and I wondered what oh, he Oh, he like... I think he like hit my head with his popcorn or something and then he said something <laughs> he said something like he said something like that was my height test. He made a joke as if he was doing like a height test and I and huh. that's why I, Wow, if someone quick. had said that to me, I would have been like that was a height test. Like, what are you talking about? I think that would have taken me a long time to connect. Connect. Man, that. that's quick. He fired that joke out. He fucked up. <laughs> Normally, a person would fuck up. They'd panic. Yeah, they go, not I'm this so guy. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool customer. Thought of a joke. That was my height <laughs> test. I think that's what he said. <laughs> wow. That would have taken me a long time. Okay, so so sorry. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can decide right now whether we're this kind of podcast, but. <laughs> I would be, it would be cool if you went through the beats of the movie. But I'm going to spoil it for you. I thought you might want to no, go see No, that's okay. It. That's okay. Um, and you described what was good or bad. And then finally at the, at the end we describe, we talk about why the movie was made, what it was trying to do and whether it succeeded or failed, you know, that kind of thing. I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I don't want to give away the, the ending. Right? I mean, I don't know. We could just let's just say we're going to give away the ending and then just give away the ending. Oh, it just didn't it just come out? Oh, well, well, you can just turn <laughs> off the podcast at the end. Yeah, turn off the podcast. What is I'm end. trying to think what the surprising ending is. Uh, uh, 
There's a big ploy. There's not like is a Tim twist. Heidecker in it as well. No, who is in it? That's like kind of funny. Who plays the uh, cinematographer? That's like. I don't I'm know who that old ass movie. man is. That must be someone people know. He seemed I'm like ready. he was like Gran Torino guy. It's yeah, true. Like Clint Eastwood actor. style, yeah. Okay so, okay, so the movie starts. What the fuck is it about? It's about um, the only horse ranch in Hollywood run by a black family. Um, that And they use the horses for movies. They train horses to be in movies. And uh, it starts off in the first few minutes. Um, the dad. Wait, no. Something else happens at the beginning. Oh. It opens. There's a, there's like a, a sick. paying attention. <laughs> there's a sitcom set. A sitcom's uh, happening. That's right. You hear the sitcom. <gasps> and right. then. Uh, no spoilers. Bro, I'm we're, saying spoilers. We're going to be spoilers. If you don't want spoilers, just don't listen to the fucking thing. <gasps> But be, let's be kind and gentle because oh. yeah. it's a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Kelsa. I think oh, Kelsa. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I kind of want to do spoilers. Yeah, we're gonna do spoilers. Sorry, <laughs> Kelsa. <laughs> Sorry, Kelsa. So uh, and and it cuts and there's a chimp covered in blood and the and the 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 sitcom set looks like the chimp is basically like fucked you everyone. You see like up. a bloody foot like on the ground sticking out from behind the couch. Yeah. A chimp covered in blood. I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. That's right. I w- if I saw that, the apes. if I saw that, I would. it would take me a second to understand what I was looking at. I understood instantly. <laughs> okay. A chimp <laughs> covered in blood. That's right. Yeah. Because he's covered in blood and then the and set is alive. empty and there's some, yeah, and he's like <clears throat> angry. And there's like a foot coming out of the of like behind a okay. chair. Okay. And then the chimp is like takes a, a beat. It's clearly just finished fucking everyone up there. Take a beat. He takes a beat <laughs> and then he looks right at the camera. Yep. And then and he looks at you in your eyes and then psh, it goes to the it just travels in time to a different moment. Bang. Whoa. Okay. So so now it, we're wondering what the hell is that going to have to do with the rest of the movie? That's so right. So then it cuts in time, and where are we? What, what's happening? So it cuts in time. Now we're on the horse ranch. Yeah. We're with okay. Daniel Kaluuya and uh, his dad. Okay. And his dad is obviously the, the big ranch guy, and then the son is like helps him run the horse ranch. Yes. And they're talking about basically not having any money and needing this certain TV deal um, in order to have enough money, where the dad's like, if we, as long as this TV show works out for us, we're going to be fine with our yeah. horses. Um. So that happens. And then suddenly something weird happens. All the electricity like goes out, mm-hmm. stops working. And um, a weird storm. You start just hearing things like falling from the sky. It sounds like a hard rain or something coming down. And then moments later, you know, I want all the details, but the dad is, is dead. Something hits him really hard. I mean, I guess like it, it just like a, a quarter hits him. Yeah. Okay. In his eye. A quarter. Yeah. And hits him and he's dead. And he dies. Money, piece of money. Yeah. And then we see there's like a key that's like lodged in the butt of a horse. Yes. So see, those two images are good up top. So there's some creepy images. That's weird. Yes. Yeah. And you think, what is. A key lodged into a horse. That's another thing I've never seen before. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, I don't want to describe the whole entire movie scene by scene, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. 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 But, I'm trying but, to see how, how can do no, this. But, but yeah, you go, you go through like the big beats. So it's like, then they're like. So they're, they have money problems and then they just start discovering aliens. 
Right. Then we see the family on set with their horses. Yeah, yeah. They get fired from their job. And now they're back on the ranch and they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? It's Daniel Kaluuya and his sister who's played by Kiki Palmer. And you can see they got a little bit of a personality clash. He runs the ranch and works hard every day. She's a little more like trying to become an actor, dancer. Oh, so this is years later. No, this is like months after the dad's death. Okay. So in the wake of the dad's death, is it Daniel Kaluuya or Kaluuya? Kaluuya, probably. I think Kaluuya. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kaluuya is like a kind of drink. It is a drink, <laughs> correct. Um, and he's like, he like keeps his head down, really quiet, really stoic. The whole movie, he's sort of like, fuck this cowboy, fuck. a kind of cowboy. He's kind of yeah. Yes, I mean, and you're archetype. getting to the heart of it. You're getting okay. to the heart of Great. it because that is a hundred percent. Great. Um, and she's like free spirited, but also like a little head in the clouds. Like yes. can't, you know, can't focus. And, um, you know, they'll be on set and she like tells people that she's a singer and an actor. And he's like, we're just here for the fucking horses. Yes. yes. And then they start noticing that there's like a f- alien and they do, they notice it cause, uh, cause it eats a horse, right? Yes. They notice this spaceship that keeps coming. Every time it comes, all of their electricity goes out and it like whips up a big storm and their horses go crazy and it eats one of their horses. One of their horses disappears. Um, it gets sucked up in like a tornado. Got it. Um, and they're like that. It looks like a spaceship. They see it and they're like, we know that this is a UFO. So then, you know, to sort of say the larger plot point, they become obsessed with this idea that if they can just like get video footage or photographic evidence of the UFO, this can be sort of their ticket to like making money or being famous. They can sell this. They can be on Oprah. Which like. is so interesting because images are so easily faked. Yes. Right? Like, but that becomes the like cornerstone of the movie. If we can get an, and also the thematic corners, if we can get an image of this spaceship. Like, that's really what they're trying to do. They're not trying to kill the spaceship. They're not trying to, like, find out what it is. They want to get a picture of it. They just want to get a picture of this. They want to get a video. But they keep losing electricity every time it comes. So they're coming up with these different plans for, like, how are we going to... cell phones don't work. cell phones don't work. It's like an electromagnetic field that comes with the spaceship. Um, And then there's also this plot secondary sort of plot element that there's like a little dude ranch amusement park that's themed like wild west that's like on the next property over and um they are sort of like competing with the ranch and there's some kind of like susness around them of like what are they doing over there and then you find out that the owner of that ranch was on the tv show where the monkey Killed Went everyone. crazy, killed everyone. We find Here out we that go. the owner was a, a kid on the show and that at the very beginning, when you see the monkey has killed everyone, you're seeing things through his eyes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's yes. the kid and he was like... He was the only one that's spared. Yeah, and actually there's... And, and I'll, I, we'll, we'll wrap this up on what this all means, but one of the more... It was, it was an interesting scene, but I think speaks to what I thought was like weak about the movie, but in this great interesting scene, <clears throat> he reveals to the two main characters that he was on this show and he shows them how he has this little room of memorabilia from the show. The show only ran two seasons and then the monkey killed everyone and it ended. Um, but he keeps this little room filled with like props and things, and photographs, photographs and, and like the aficionados of the show will travel to see this little room of memorabilia. And he sits down and he tells them about how the monkey killed everyone on, on set. But instead of telling them the story, He's like, well, you guys haven't heard about the, the monkey killing everyone? And they're like, no, what, what was that? And then he goes, well, didn't you see the famous SNL sketch of how it happened? 
And they go, no. And so then instead of describing the experience, he describes the SNL sketch. He's Whoa. like, he's like, oh, it was like all these, it's like Sherry O'Terry was in it and Chris Kattan. And he was like a force of nature, like so funny. And he describes the premise and he just describes how funny the sketch was. But we see an image of like, wait, this guy was literally looking at the monkey as they killed everyone. And all he's describing is, is the, the sketch. sketch. I yeah. thought that was like an interest. It was like a compelling Interesting moment. choice. Yeah. yeah. So... Great. All together, you this know. This sounds interesting It's to me. interesting. I think it's interesting. So we got these themes going. Felipe said this when we walked out of the theater, which I thought was really apt, was it was kind of giving um, all light everywhere vibes, that Theo Anthony documentary that's mm. about like surveillance and light and the eye and sun, where you're like, okay, there's a bunch of different little motifs. They're setting up stuff. Yes, yeah, they're yeah. coming at this like subject of like sur- seeing surveillance from a bunch of different angles to yes. kind of like give you these different insights. And that is kind of what it feels like in terms of it's about spectacle and trauma and looking and movies and representations of things. Right, there's this theme where like Daniel Kaluuya figures out that you shouldn't look at the alien spaceship in the eye. He figures out that it's actually an animal and he's like, like, it's like a horse. Like you can't look at a horse in the eye throughout the whole movie. They're like, don't look, if you look at the horses in the eye, they freak out. So he figures out that if you don't look at it in the eye, it doesn't attack you. So there's this way in which like looking is a way that you intimidate someone or like do violence to them but like yeah. everyone wants to get a picture and everything is about like images yeah it had okay. a, it had a very like master's degree kind nice. of um yeah coll- it's, college-y it's, kind it's of it's a kind of you put things that are related next to each other and then the viewer will do the relation exactly. drawing rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, saying yeah. them out right yeah, yeah, yes. yeah exactly i mean yes and no because i do think in a lot of moments he really tries to spell it out for you okay don't you bring think? us to a moment yeah but i didn't feel as if it's not as if the characters come to some grand realization about this stuff in the end that then makes the kind of message clear you know it's more just like there's a bunch of different elements that you kind of triangulate together but I mean, what do you think? You know, it's not like Kiki Palmer has this big realization of like, oh, I'm never going to try to film. No, I think the characters are in the, they're captured they're the by matrix. the love of spectacle. <laughs> yeah. I think you're meant to understand. And someone in our group made the, the case that like, as soon as the movie's over and the, the spaceship has been killed, the first thing Kiki Palmer does is get ready to be on camera to talk about it. Yeah. So mm. it's like the characters are sort of in the, they can't, they can't escape the, the like love of spectacle. Mm. But I'd say that scene I described is 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 exactly like a moment yes. where it gets spelled out. It's like people experience trauma, but they can't un- they can't disconnect it from the spectacle of the trauma. Yes. Like yeah, the SNL sketch is more interesting than actually the experience. Yeah, yes, or like this man has to deal with his traumatic experience by not because you also they they do some cutting back to him as a little boy in the scene, and you sense a little boy being horribly traumatized by something. So then they show you a man years later who can't talk about his actual experience. Yes. He's obsessed with it, obviously. He keeps this little room as a tribute to it. But when he discusses it with people, he has to describe it as like a, you know, a superficial version of what that was. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. There's also just like other funny little elements where like there's a thing between the two siblings where they're always doing this. That's like, I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. all this like eyes seeing looking when the dad gets killed it's a quarter straight into his eye mm. so they're kind of yeah dropping or the it's funny everywhere. there's there's this idea where they're like well the way that we're going to get an image of this uh of of uh the alien is by getting this legendary cinematographer 
um, this like gravelly voiced. I don't know who's playing him, but it's gravelly. But he's like voiced. Clint Eastwood style. Old yeah, guy. He's like, hey, he has like a really nice voice. And every time they call him at his house, he's looking at videos of animals eating each other. <laughs> like literally like he's, film footage yeah like on a fucking like moviola or whatever he's mm. just like looking every time we see him and he brings like a like a hand cranked camera because they're like well it won't go out when the electricity yeah. comes out yeah and um and he's like obs- he's like he gets really obsessed with filming it to the point where like finally when the alien's like over the ranch he's like i'm gonna fucking film it up close and he like looks right into it and he gets sucked up and he gets damn eaten. yeah yeah, so Big there's mistake. some like goofy integration of elements like that. Like you have this character coming in the third third act of the movie, you're like, wait, now there's like a random DP who's kind of like part of the hero <laughs> plot here? Like, who is that? Like that's kind of strange. Mm. Like, shouldn't it be more about this like family dynamic? Or like you're kinda confused about just the world of the movie and like where to be emotionally invested. Um, but I still liked it and that, thinking about it more I think I liked it because you know I'm always talking about this thing of I feel like I'm in a little community that's like obsessed with making little videos and yeah. recording things and that um, it's a way to create another life where you get to kind of live inside of videos and video making and make that your whole world so I liked the universe of the movie being just about these like film industry people and they just had so many little niche like he's shooting on a film camera and so he's taking the film out of the camera and he's putting it in a little like when you develop film you have to use this little Quonset hut thing and he's like cha- they're changing the camera over and yeah. I was like oh I've seen Alex Bliss do that oh That's yeah cute. <laughs> is, is there a metaphor between like filming and like gunslinging that's an interesting idea. Like uh, the old West, they gotta get the old wa- the old g- cowboy out. I mean, a little bit. I would say more than that. It felt like because the movie is kind of about Hollywood, Hollywood. and yeah. so the movie like actually switches between different genres. So at mm. the end, it becomes there's all this like cowboy homage. Yep. Um, like it 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 keeps like referencing images of classic movies. I guess what I felt was like. What's the big turn? Sorry, say what, say what you felt. Well, the big, I, I suppose the big-ish turn is the realization that it's not a spaceship, but actually an animal. Mm. That, like, the thing they're dealing with is an animal that's, like, eating stuff. Yeah. Um, you never find out that there's aliens on, on board or anything. Like, in fact, it is an alien. Um, nor why it's there. The whole thing is organic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it looks like a spaceship. It looks like a little disc floating around. But then when they start changing, once they realize it's an animal, you can kind of see like, oh, it's got like a big mouth. And yeah, I'd say huh. what 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 I felt about it was that the movie. You never see an alien, just to be clear. No, but it, it is, an, is alien. an alien. Yeah, yeah but the, there's no little <laughs> green alien man no, or no. anything like that. No, at one point it like unfolds it like into this incredible. Like I actually really liked. It, it goes from being like a spinning disc, a saucer, into this, like, it looks like a, when you, uh, you know those memes of, like, biblically accurate angels? Yeah, like, it yeah, looks yeah. like a strange angel creature. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I thought it was really cool. But I think what I felt about it was that the movie is, like, catching up to its ideas. Like, Jordan Peele has interesting ideas and images that he wants to put on screen, and a lot of them are really compelling. Like, he has really cool visual ideas in the movie, but in order to arrive at them, he has to force his characters to say things that don't feel really lived in. He has to force characters to enter the plot that you're not really sure why they need to be there. He has to force situations that feel a little far-fetched. Like this thing of even taking an image of the thing is like, it's interesting theoretically, but you don't really feel in your heart that you understand why that's so important. Um, And I think the whole movie has that feeling like the performances 
I really did not like them. Yeah. I thought the acting was not good. Um, I was really frustrated by that, by mm. how like just characters saying lines that felt just lame, jokes weren't landing. But it, but then when I was leaving the movie theater, I was like, well, those ideas about like looking and vision and spectacle like are interesting. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the horror moments, like the thing with the chimp, you know, it's like visceral, and there's a moment where a bunch of people get eaten by the by the alien. And, uh, it's pretty insane. It's pretty yeah. insane. I'll, I'll spoil it, but so if you don't want to hear it, don't hear it. But it was a cool image where one of the women who was on set during the monkey thing is so the, the guy who owns the uh, rival ranch, he has he sets up basically like a show, he knows the aliens are there, and he invites a bunch of people to basically see the alien as a kind of a show. He's, he's like in, he knows the aliens. He knows the okay. aliens up in the sky, and so he like calls everybody in for this big like lassoing the stars is what it's called, and he's uh-huh. like knowing the ship is going to come at a certain time, and he has one of the horses, and he's going to feed the horse to the the wow. ship alien ship. Yeah, and so he like he brings the audience, and then they all get eaten. But w- there's an interesting image where one of the people in the audience is one of the women that was on set with him during the chimp thing. Uh-huh. And so she has a veil over her face, but her face is all like mangled and like yes. her lips are like all like... That's who we see in the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Her lips are receded and her teeth are like... It's like this big smile. And then everyone gets eaten and for a moment you get her... You see her like... You see her face like... And she's like screaming as she's getting digested. And that image was like really freaky. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so they had some cool shit. So he has cool images and in those yeah. moments I was like, ah, it's winning me back. But yeah, I didn't feel as like strongly that the acting wasn't good. I thought I wish that there had just been more like character development and investment in the story of like these characters relationships. Because there's this funny moment that's in the trailer where they do the high five thing. Yeah, it was a funny, charming moment. That's a funny, charming moment where you're like, oh, I like this little sibling pair. And suddenly it's this little window into like this thing they must have done when they were kids. Because you meet two like alienated siblings and then they get really psyched and they do this that like, have you seen the trailer where they're like, they high five each other like five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five times. And it was really cute. And you're just like, yeah, I really want to be invested in this brother sister team because they're the center of the movie but they just don't quite give you enough like backstory or like there's too much yeah, stuff happening there's so much stuff happening that yeah you're definitely not like with totally with the characters but yeah it's hard to make yeah. stuff happen and also make people feel real totally no i mean i i totally I, totally I think Jordan Peele is starting from like intellectual ideas yeah. and yeah. strong cinematic images, which he achieves. But yeah. it, it's kind of at the expense of a of a movie at, at, at like a human scale. It doesn't have human pacing. Totally. Um, totally. That's tough to do. And that's frustrating because sometimes yeah. you feel a little bit like like Alex the whole time was like, I don't go to movies to like think about great ideas. He's like, that's cool if it's there. But that's he's what like, I'm saying about why I was like, oh, that's how Alex feels because I don't feel that way. I like no, I like ideas. ideas. I, I I can I can get down with a movie that but doesn't have a human scale but has interesting ideas. Yeah, I feel like Alex is a. I don't want to speak for him, but you know he likes Jaws and Spielberg and the movies where it's just like they just do a beautiful story on the screen and it's really epic and it doesn't need to have a bunch of little motifs and symbols and yeah mm-hmm. things like that to mm-hmm. unpack. But I like that kind of stuff. I don't like when they hit you over the head with it too much, but um. So Hand Puppet Mafia says, I'm listening to this in the shower. <laughs> cool. All right, cool. Hand Puppet Mafia, do you like ideas in movies or do you like images you in movies? Like images. You can lean out of the shower and type onto your computer yeah. <laughs> the answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alex, if you're listening to this, I know that 
yeah, you, you I'm not, I don't want to speak on your behalf. I know you have other things you would say. So, so it will, I do think it plot really is a hard thing to, to reconcile with like character and moving at human pace as a new, a person newly trying to like write scripts. But what, what do you, why was the movie made? Like what is it? Cause, cause, cause I, his first movie, um, get out was so felt to me so much like about the Trump era. I mean, sorry about the Obama era. And it was like really clear that like, yeah. Oh, this is a perfect movie for the time and moment it was right. released. And you can see exactly why it was made. Um, yeah. Well, well, did this have that feeling of like this is touching on a current moment? Yeah. Well, Felipe said this after the movie that I think is an interesting point is that you would think the obvious thing would be, oh, well, it's related to um, black people being killed by the police and videos being taken of that and shared on Twitter and like all of that disturbing imagery that like makes a spectacle out of um, death and racism. But they don't actually ever. like reference that in any like explicit way which is interesting because it makes you think like almost the absence of it feels like a reference or like you know it's no it's true but if the movie was trying to do that you would at least get like in the background a tv talking about that and then you make the connection totally yeah instead yeah but they they, it's built around it's funny that we didn't say this that the whole movie's built around this metaphor about like that the the first ever moving image is of a man on a horse and it's a black jockey on the horse. And they say basically that, Oh, that's our great, great, great grandfather um, of this family. And so we, a black man was the first moving image and we're connected to that. And it's part of the story. Um, So you have this idea from the very beginning of like, black people images of black people and the fact that nobody knows who this man is but people know this guy edward moybridge is who took the first moving image which i didn't know but no one knows the name of this man and so you have this idea of like the anonymousness and like just the use mm-hmm. of the bodies um and I, what I, I would say i would say that like well later on i went on and i like just looked it up and they do i guess jordan peele talks about like image like spectacle of you know violence through the internet and he even talked about like um covid and sort of like seeing seeing like tragedy unfold online as a spectacle yeah but i think that because of the subject matter that he chose which was like first of all hollywood and um horses like (laughs) for a while i was like this movie can't be about animals is it because like there's that's what i was gonna ask yeah it feels a lot like it's like the the sort of the kind of like um oppressed class in the movie are animals. are animals like it's really about you know taking care of these horses and these horses that are getting scared and trying to and bend these animals will basically and the to chimp, be like this be in chimp the movie. that the goes chimp. wild yeah. and then the alien turns out to be but an animal there's something a little uh, like a little bit like this is like a crass way to put it but there's a little bit of something of like a who cares <laughs> about holly like it's i guess just because like hollywood is not top of mind for me and like cowboy movies and stuff and so it's almost as if the subject matter gets a little in the way of that of that like feeling that the movie's speaking to something real. I'm like, I don't think about Hollywood very, I don't think about like cowboy movies very much. I don't even think about like animals in movies very much. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's interesting just to think about the amount of control that there is had like in, um, in Hollywood over what goes in an image and what goes in a show and that they control every element and mastermind it, but then they want to have animals and you can't control animals. Um, mm, yeah. Okay. 
That's interesting. <laughs> there's something there. Yeah, there's something there that I just think is interesting. Because, like, basically, I guess, like, Hollywood, I mean, maybe it's that images sort of exploit life, normal human life, and, that, like, our natural existence to capture the images. And then animals are just kind of a metaphor for that, which can't be captured or kind of bent to the desires of the forces that be to turn everything into a flattened two-dimensional image. It's like, mm. it's sort of yeah, uncontrollable. And maybe you could think like, oh, you know, it's about like, you know, man's mastery over nature, you know, like climate change or whatever, but that doesn't, that linkage doesn't get really made. Um, and, and again, the sort of like race linkage does, I, there's like a little bit of sort of racism at the beginning, but it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't get sort of convincingly drawn this line between like, this exploited class, like this animal exploited class, like it, it, that didn't feel like it was really it. So there was a feeling a little bit of like, I don't know, it's like, sure, spectacle is an interesting thing to talk about, but maybe the way that it ended up being yeah. talked about, it felt, even the fact that the movie hinges on basically like a sitcom from the 80s, quote unquote, not a real one, right? But like, you're meant to understand it's like an 80s style sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not on my mind at all. That's not something I think about or talk about ever. It feels like, a thing a person is interested in who's in a different world than mine. And so it, it, it did have a little bit of like, what's the point yeah, kind of right. thing. Yeah, When there's so much spectacle around like iPhone recording of what people are doing. And what's funny is the characters don't have iPhones. They have flip phones. They have flip phones. Yeah. Maybe by design. Maybe yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, but there's funny moments in it where like, um, towards the beginning when you think it maybe it's going to be a more traditional alien movie, you see Daniel... Kaluuya being stalked by like three little aliens and you find out they're just like kids fucking around um, and he takes out his phone to like take video of them his flip phone and uh, it that kind of was the first moment where I was like oh this movie is like about spectacle because you're like wait why would he do that this is like kind of legitimately scary like I was freaked out yes yeah you would run yeah but he's just like filming it on his phone yeah that's a that's a classic moment where the characters do things to communicate an idea rather than to like act the way a person would yes which yeah. alienates you from their actions yeah. yeah like you've been seeing an actual spaceship in the sky and now you're seeing three aliens that are coming at you and yes. you're not and you're filming running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's the great thing about scary car because people, people, <laughs> people and we nailed this and where no fails no. scary yeah. car no no i was thinking because i'm thinking about making uh, on my mind is how do you make a good movie and the funny thing about Scary Car is people do insane stuff in that movie that w is not believable at all in the movie we made. But because we improvise through everything, you can like through talking, like just kind of rationalize yourself into every idea by like repeating stuff over and over again and seeing people on like a single group mind like arrive at a stupid yes. decision. Yes. And that's really hard to do in film because like so much emphasis is on like telling through image instead of dialogue yes. and things like that. Yes. But it's, yes. it is really hard when you have a great plot, you know, you have a rock solid, awesome plot. And then you have to figure out, you have to like get your characters to yes. do the thing you want them what to do in the plot. What is everybody saying? Yes. The and then like, why, yeah. okay, well then your plot always crumbles when you're like, okay, well why wouldn't they just call the, this police? Yeah. You know, or like, right. why wouldn't they just go home at that point? You know, like yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like that is like, and then you have to invent new things to make it so like that. That's why they arrive at the decision you want them to to arrive at. And I don't know. It's 
I don't know whether you can solve it through improvised talking or what, but like it seemed it's a really hard thing to do. Well, I think performance can sometimes solve that problem. Like you can have characters do unrealistic things and the performance can sell it as like this is an otherworldly kind of movie where people make decisions based on like their own yes. logic. Yes. Um but there was some or or you know, or like if the movie's really campy crazy decisions can be justified by the aesthetic of the movie. Like this right. movie is silly. And so the crazy decisions feel like it, like they're, they fit the world of the movie. There was something about this, this particular w- execution where there were moments where I wasn't The logic buying. was crumbling or inconsistent <laughs> enough. Yeah. Like, like I like, I liked that that guy was talking about SNL instead yes. of talking. I thought that was interesting, but the way the performance goes, I was like, I was kind of laughing at it. I was like, this is such a high school theater performance. Mm, That sucks. He's like, it's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and Chris fucking Catan, a force of nature. And you could, you just felt like he was (laughs) rehearsing it in his bathroom or something. Like it was so over the top. And I was like, that's true. This performance is like not hitting. And this idea is like crazy. But if it was like, even if it was performed more crazy, I would buy it more. And right now it just feels like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. You know, yeah, or performed true. more realistic. I don't know. There was something that was like li- not lining up for me. Interesting. Yeah, I felt like part of the reason maybe I enjoyed it more than everybody else was that I was so afraid that it was going to be one of those movies that sets out a bunch of just like sort of scary, ominous elements and then never explains anything. That the fact that they came up with a full plot that like makes everything make sense, yeah. full explanation. I was happy. I was like, okay, cool. But you know, cause when we were seeing just like this ambient spaceship kind of like darting around and the electricity is going out and there's this weird image of the chimpanzee and I'm like, are they ever going to make all of this something? Or is it just going to be like, huh, that was weird. Um, and they did turn it into something. So, yeah. When, when in, in, um, us, us, that's his second movie. When you find out that there is a subterranean America filled with filled with clones of each yes. one of us, yeah. and they walk around in in look like public school hallways, <laughs> like yeah, doing, doing the same thing, doing yeah. worse versions of what Weber <laughs> were doing. I was a bit like, "This is an insane idea." Yeah, like this is in a good way or in a not way? not in a great way. I was like, I was just like, "This is gonna. This is hard to pull off." Like right. I even thought that as I was watching, I was like, right. this kind of has me lost. Like I'm not totally bought into this idea. Um, and then when you see the hands across America moment, you're like, okay, I get why. Can you, what's, what was the link? I can't remember the idea or like why, what about the hands across America moment made that? Well, cause it's like, it's a callback to this earlier thing. And then it's about how, America kind of like hides its poverty and has this whole like underclass of po- of poverty and criminalizes poverty, but then it doesn't really do anything about it. I see. And all the us people look like they're like um, prison cell. You know, they're all they're all wearing these like orange Boy, jumpsuits and yeah. stuff like that. And so you're like, okay, is this is about incarceration. You know, things like that. Um, and in that movie, all the all the parents all the kids, the, the, the black, like middle-class family have all these stories about like their parents are avoided, like how they barely avoided like crack, the crack epidemic and stuff like Mm. that. So you're like, Oh, is this like a, a shot? This, this family is like a shadow version. The uh, subterranean family is like a shadow version of this 
black middle class family and what they could have done had they fallen into the American sort of racism trap, you know, yeah. and hadn't been able to escape. Um, anyways, it was just a crazy idea. Yeah, it was, it was a, a crazy yeah. idea. And I was yes. like that, that was the weakest part of it for me. Um, yeah, and no, I thought the same thing where I was like, I want to fully believe that you've made this possible <laughs> in the realm yeah. of the movie, but like, even just spatially, it doesn't really make sense. Doesn't make sense, yeah. Because like the open earth where all of life is happening across, how can that be mirrored in this hallway tunnel system? Like just right. spatially, I can't fully picture what you're saying when you're saying that everything is being mirrored exactly below where it's happening. Um, and I know that that's a stupid thing because it's like the whole the idea is so preposterous. Why does it need to be right. fully conceivable? But I just kind of wanted it to be because they're positing something that's so. Insane. Right. You're like, wait, right. wait, 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 make it make well, sense. Well, also, sense. also, I wonder if the fact that it's a Hollywood movie and Hollywood movies require a kind of literalism, right? Like, if it was like an art film, you yes. could kind of get crazy with yes. it, and people could be like, well, there's little holes of understanding, but I just connect them in my mind because I know this movie's trying to go for something like a little abstract yeah. or, or symbolic. But because Hollywood movies, Y- your expectation is that they like tie things up yes. in a bow. And in fact, you know, in this movie, indeed, the characters do have to pretty much explain everything. Yeah. Um, say it out loud. There's that kind of like need for exposition and explanation that the moments where things don't line up, you're just like, wait, but but why? And so there's like a little bit of a mismatch between the, the kind of needs of the Hollywood movie and the like ambition, the sort of like ab- am- am- ambitious, abstract ideas of the movie. Yeah. Yes. And also I think too, is they could have avoided my curiosity or my, my, my anger at this big idea if they had decided not to show the the like classroom basement uh, of but the it's world. such a disturbing image. Right? It is like, disturbing. Like, and it's cool that they like there, there's the kind of Hollywood dumbness of like, well, let's just show the fucking thing that everyone wants to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Hell that. I yeah. like that. I think that's cool. That's like, and brave. That. But then you're like, it moves out of the realm of abstraction and into the world where, okay, now that I'm actually seeing this, this yeah. is like, such a crazy mean? idea. Yeah. Um, and that I think is like, that can be a mistake in storytelling is mm-hmm. like, okay, if we're going to actually fucking show this thing, then we need to, then we need explanation. Whereas not showing it could, it, it suspends doubt enough that you're like, okay, yeah, no, there is a subterranean layer of like <laughs> classrooms and hallways where everyone, <laughs> or there's clones of us, yeah. you know? Yeah. You can't show the portrait of Dorian Gray. You got to have the canvas turned That's back right. to the audience. Yeah. The That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't, I liked Get Out. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, to be honest. I like, I liked it fine, but it didn't like touch my heart. Yeah. Um, but I do think it avoids that problem because it's a like, it's a smaller scale. It is smaller scale. Um, yeah. Yes. It, like, and it's also more rooted in the personalities and the performances of the individuals because they're making the whole point of it is about the way white people act. And so you really get that multidimensional like character performance from everybody to give you those dynamics. Yeah. So it feels like that way it dodges this issue of like the character seeming like a secondary thought. Well, nope. We've just, we've destroyed it. Hand puppet mafia said, how do we feel about mirror helmet guy? That's another good example of what Felipe is saying about just like sacrificing the characters. They have this ridiculous guy who's wearing a mirrored helmet. He's from like TMZ or something. And he's there to get a picture of the alien. And his character is just so outrageous that, um, 
he is just like the biggest asshole you can imagine with like being exploitative about wanting to take pictures of the family and everything that's going on. And it just is like a caricature and you're like, this isn't... What and is he appears what? really suddenly. Yeah. yeah, it's it was like an annoying character where you're like, you don't even... And really, he needs to be there so that one of the characters can get a motorcycle. Because yeah. <laughs> he's on a motorcycle yeah. and then there he dies. And then, and then Kiki Palmer has the motorcycle to move around in. There you and go. it's an electric one. It happens to yep. be electric. And so it's like... Huh. But yeah, it just felt a little like, I don't need this character here right now. Yeah. So that's Nope. Now we'll talk about Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal. <laughs> After a short break. Bro. Yeah, there you go. So I guess now we are that kind of podcast. Now Just recap kind of a whole movie. That I think the there, there are there's a listener base out there that would be in, is interested in that. Kind well, of it's thing. not ten of the people who are on the Twitch just now because we lost <laughs> ten viewers during that whole thing. I have to apologize to Felipe later. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some more coffee? Yes. Nah, bro. You know I love talking about movies. I'll describe every single movie I've seen. Thank yes, you. and I think you're good at it too, Felipe. Thank you. Even though we were talking about how I never understand movies that I like have low movie comprehension yeah Felipe yes, projects a true. lot he yeah. projects to fill the, all the holes yeah. yeah um what else what else um wait i had oh fuck i had a funny idea the other day oh, i shit. i on my plane there and back from france uh-huh. i watched movies and i have to say watching movies on airplanes is one of the most relaxing and exciting experiences in my life because you can watch as many movies as the amount of time you're in the air and there is no sense of wasting your life no you have to to, what else am i gonna do and you can watch you can indulge your most base desires you know you can watch whatever you want yes it's great i've always thought that in planes there's a cool experience which is that you get to see other people watch movies silently. yes that i, I love like that I you end like up it. watching i'm watching a movie with full volume on and then i end up just looking at what other people are watching on their screens yeah. Yeah. and it's often movies that i've seen before and then you're like oh yeah i remember that scene <laughs> that's yep. right yeah, yeah. no that's sometimes right. i'll it's that's like right. a movie i've never seen and then i'm like getting the plot i'm like wow even without sound yes, i yes, know what yeah, the yeah. plot of this movie yes, is yes it's yeah. true it's funny um there's no, we don't really have anything to say about this because we have no special insight, but Three Busy Debras didn't get renewed for the third season. Yeah, it's too bad. Which is sad. We're I'm sorry, sorry. For, yeah, for them. Um, but I bring it up because that show was famously on on airplanes and I would see people watching really? famously Debra. yeah I, I had thought, no I idea thought, I guess I've just seen them post about it or people post about it on Instagram to be like uh, just got on the plane and like seeing Sandy Honig like on the screen in front of me yeah. like yeah because it was just like one I don't know for some reason wow. that was a TV show that was like offered on a lot of like in flight entertainment wow um, which is a funny medium for people to be watching a TV yeah. show on, from Adult Swim yeah there's um, like but a I've mid-level product people. manager like on the flight and they're like hmm okay Three busy Debras. Yeah. Okay. Let me just city of yeah, yeah. lemon curd. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna indulge my basis desires. Yeah. Now that I'm on a plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they like put it on for their children. They're like, watch this, this is for children safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true too that you see that you ever see that TikTok of like a guy's on the plane and he's filming a little boy who's looking on the screen next to him yes. and he's looking at like a stripper scene and the kid's like entranced by this woman's ass. Totally. Like it, it's funny that you can kind of play movies that are spicy on the plane. Yeah, totally, totally. no one can stop you. No one can stop totally. you. I get tweaked out. Sometimes I'll watch a movie on the plane and it's got like a spicy scene. I'm like looking around. Yes. Yeah. No, I actually remember flipping through a scene like just on the way back here. I was, I was like, that has like a rape scene in it. 
And I was like, I don't. That's gonna. That's crazy. That's like. That's like on this flight. Yeah. You know? But do you think they? Do they have like plane edits? They might. You'd I always to. thought when they say this has been formatted to fit your screen, it means it's been like edited by some like board of directors <laughs> yeah. to make sure that it's like yeah, safe. Sensors. But I think it's just the ratio, the aspect ratio, right? L plus L plus ratio. <laughs> L plus. L plus ratio. L plus ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last time I was on a flight, I watched No Country for Old Men. Because I want people to think I was cool. <laughs> That's why you want. You're like, I, I can't you're stand this movie. You're like looking over movie. people and like nodding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, That's now she's on. cool. <laughs> Did you like it? I like that they that the guy who works at the convenience store doesn't get killed. I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, I saw it in this, high school. That yes. Guy's, yes. I like that too. He's coming around. He's the killing everybody for no fucking reason. And then he goes to a, a gas station <laughs> and the gas station guy kind of gives him a little bit of attitude because he's being weird. What's that actor's name? Um, Who's the star? Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. And Tom Chigore. <laughs> the gas station clerk yeah is like actually we're closed now like doesn't want to do business with him and Javier Bardem is like you stupid fuck like you <laughs> fuck you're not closed you stupid fuck what time do you close and the guy was like right now we close now um, and it's just trying to like get, the, get him out of there and then Javier Bardem makes him like flip a coin and call it and he won't tell him what he's calling it for and it's obviously for whether he's going to be killed or not and it's his lucky day and he doesn't get killed and I'm just like because he's just such an innocent and then so. Javier Bardem says Fate comes for us all is the message of this movie. <laughs> and then he tries yep. to film the alien with his eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about maximalism and wait, did I come up with we, something about maximalism? No, we watched actors. Well, we can't just talk, keep talking about movies. No, right? I think we we, I'd like to take a break from we talking talk about, about movies. Topic. Yeah, we're not a movie podcast. We're not a movie podcast. We're a different kind of podcast. And it bumped, and Felipe just said that it bumped down to eight viewers. It was up no. at 11 <laughs> when we were talking about airplane, the airplane, but then it bumped back down to eight. We're losing people. We're losing people. Oh, Felipe's nope. going to go to Argentina next week. Jeez. No, not next week. Oh. But I did, I did get, I did go wild style yesterday and I was like, fuck it. Thursday. I'm getting the ticket. But then I was like, the ticket's too expensive. I'm going to go in September. Huh. So if any, if any of my Argentinian Instagram followers listen to this, you'll see him. Yeah, hit me up. All right. Um, Kay says Jillian Sweet was at the Dan English show last night. What does that mean? Who's Dan English? Jeez. Who's Jillian Sweet? Okay, to give us a story. We're opening. Report well, it. Simple Town's opening for Ian Sweet tonight. Our oh, baby's all right. That's right. Baby's and right. It, the show's kind of late. It's at 11. We're going on like at 11. But Dang. if you like Simple Town. Get this. A band is playing. This is Baby's All Right, which has a two-sided bar. So people are going to be barring it up, like drinking, talking in other rooms. A band plays. Then Simple Town plays. And then Ian Sweet, another band. It's just her, but she, probably, she may have other people on stage. Plays. I believe, I believe them. Them. Okay. Them. Um, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> you uh, stupid yeah, fuck. I've been on vacation for you a little bit. That's right. <laughs> and in yeah. France, they don't have those pronouns. Yeah, they don't have that <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> back on this, you know how we were saying that we think we maybe we need to leave the country and we can't live here anymore? What, and then your experience being in France told you that it's really nice oh. it's nice things are Damn. I just don't understand why food is so expensive oh Julian Sweet is Ian Sweet ah and Dan I English see. is a musician I played with last night at New Blue you were ah, at New Blue I see Whoa. oh my god cool Very worlds cool. are colliding 
I don't understand why food is so expensive in the U.S. Because this is we, a real this is a real problem for you. That we I know because I'm why well, I eat a lot because we are a food exporting country. We produce more food than we eat. So it should be it should be pennies cheap on the for dollar. us. It should be yeah. pennies on the dollar. Should but it? no, I was. If, if you export, I like France. If you export, doesn't that make it so that it's like, well, I'm incentivized to sell to other countries rather than to my own country? It could be. And maybe, maybe that's the sad truth about capitalism, you know, is that f- uh, it, the shoemaker shoes, you know, that, that saying? The Shoemaker's sho- got bad shoes? Shoemaker has the worst shoes. Uh, um, interesting. You'd what? think he would build some good, he'd take a day to make his he'd good make shoes. He'd make Z coils. Yeah, he'd make some Yeezy slides. <laughs> yeah. Some Yeezy foam runners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, He's like, yeah, um, Balenciaga destroyers for me. And yeah. I I was, this is a stupid, stupid thing to say that I, but I felt like everywhere else was like, it's like really small when you live in New York. If all the mm. other cities feel really small. Yeah. I was feeling that when we were driving in the movie theater last night, again, we went to Sheepshead Bay. It was like we passed through three Brooklyns. Worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's my little world of Brooklyn of where I inhabit sort of like a 20 block radius. And then we passed through like two more universes. Yes. It was like looking out into those, those new telescope photos and being like, oh shit, there's also like this whole yeah. galaxy. Yeah. You're like, yeah. What are all these fucking places here? Gabby was like, we're living. She's like, where we're staying right now is like the Ridgewood of Paris. It's like far, it's like kind of hip, but it's like far away from the center of mm. things. Where were you? Uh, in the 11th arrondissement. It's funny because they, they got numbers. They don't got. Yeah. Arrondissement. And <laughs> we, wa- you can walk like 15 minutes and you're like at Notre Dame, you know, like 20 minutes. So it's wait, like you walk down- 15 minutes and you're in Dumbo? Like that? Yeah, she's like, we're, we're, in the, we're, in the, we're in the middle of nowhere, 15-minute walk, Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just like, this, it's just, it's different scale. That's all. Yeah. I, it's a stupid, I, I hated that being a, 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 guy, a kid who grew up in Boston when New Yorkers would talk about like New York and be like, oh, everywhere else feels so small and stuff. Blah, blah. But now I do feel that way where I, where I was like, wow, this is kind of small. And it's like, it's so sweet. Like there's so few people out on the streets and blah, blah, blah. Because in New York, it's just it's crazy all, all the time. Um, what That's did you insight. What did you do on vacation? Did you just indulge yourself every day? We went walking places, basically, uh, and yeah, we indulged. I mean, we had every meal. We never cooked a meal. Um, wow, morning croissant. Yes, lunch. Um, croissant. croissant. Did you ever go to a basic. place called uh, Snails? Le Refuge de Fondue. Did you no. have fondue? No, we didn't have oh, fondue. Oh, I should have told you about that. There's uh, this place where you can get fondue and the and like it's the, the kind of place where the servers mean to you. You're done? Get out, get out. You know, it's like that kind of vibe and you yeah. drink wine out of little baby bottles. It's kinda like a touristy mm. spot. But you have you do you have fondue? Have didn't you ever have had fondue? fondue? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Honestly I'm not wild about it. Bro. You like fondue? I've never had it. It's get, so good. Get Ooh. this that we almost hung out with Aziz Ansari. How? Because he, he's an expat living in Paris now. Well, Gabby's um, sister-in-law is like a foodie and works at a restaurant in in Mexico, and we were like, <laughs> and we, she was like, kept trying to get us to come out with her and her boss, and then one night they were like, we're eating with Aziz Ansari and Eric Wareheim, 
you guys should come out. And then we got uninvited. Famously, funny that you got uninvited. Yeah, Why? Yeah. They're like, eh, your Actually, swag is off. Actually, we checked with them and <laughs> yeah. they we, don't. We, they dis- we described your features yeah. and what you do to like, them. No, that's, that's <laughs> Sam cool. and Gabby. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I believe the Eric Wareheim part because he's famously now kind of a food guy. Yes. They're both apparently really like food, which it's is big part so, of that Master is so None. fucking cool. Big part of Master oh, None. Man. Oh, yes. it's a big part of Master None? It's like that Aziz Ansari's character like moves to Italy to learn how to make pastas and from an old Nona. That oh is my. Shit. He has yeah. like a like an Ypre love moment. Yes. And it's in black and That's white. That's like got to be one of the best parts of being an actor. I was thinking this about um, Daniel Kaluuya in this movie. I'm sure they had a stunt person riding that horse most of the time, but he was on that horse <laughs> riding A couple times. A, a couple, couple times. times he was on it. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe he's a horse guy. He already knew that going in, but my guess is that people did some horse training. He looks really badass when he's on the horse. He looks so badass. It looks like so much fun. And then the same thing I've been reading about the bear on FX. Um, we got to see that. Have you seen see it? it? I've watched a couple episodes. Is it good? Yeah, it. I think it's good. I don't wouldn't I don't watch TV shows that are like that. Like, like what? I don't know. Just like a drama kind of, you know, it's like a, a d- <laughs> it just to me, like sometimes TV shows or movies can just feel so random. And that's like, to me, is like a little bit of a thing that's like, okay, I'm going to watch seven seasons of a show about like a kitchen where people are like freaking out all the time. Like, would you, I don't wa- know, I would you watch it. it if it was about Sarah and her friends? Yes, I would watch it if it was about me would and Would you friends. watch it if, if it was about people in a restoration village? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's to my interest. <laughs> um, but they all did um, training in kitchens, like uh, the stars. Yeah, did little like uh, residence as the residencies really? as chefs at restaurants. Yeah, interesting. To learn how to like be in the restaurant culture, chop stuff up fast. Um, so that just seems like a fun part of being an actor. Is they like learn how to sexually harass? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> each other. Yeah, and, yeah, and like co- yell at your workers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have yeah, do like a ton of coke and get angry at people. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a yeah. funny thing about our my trip is uh, is that w- this show I was trying to pitch it got the person person said no to it, and then uh, and I found that out via text, and then the net and then like a couple hours later we found out Simultown also got some bad news that they're we're not going to buy a show. Blah blah. And then <laughs> blah, I was like, blah. and then I had to be like on vacation, like exp- and I, I was like, oh, this isn't a, a big deal. But then you, you have to tell your partner about it. Yeah. And their part yeah. your partner's been hearing about it for like weeks. months. Yeah, <laughs> weeks. Yeah. So so like then they have to like hold space for this tragedy that's happened to you while you're on vacation. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, and that was also why I brought up what did you do every day? Did you just indulge yourself? Because I find it hard to be on vacation. I feel like after it gives you this nice perspective on your life, but like two days in, you're like, all right, I have all the perspective I need. I need to go home right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to implement a thousand changes. Yeah. I'm going to do everything differently now that I've been in France. Um, so I find it kind of stressful. You just get to this point where you're like, I can't just keep looking at paintings and eating expensive yeah. snacks yeah, yeah, i have yeah. to live no but, but you tell me and i'm like i would do a week of that oh my god well, I, I would, would do a damn I week would. of that what, what i was want so to. brilliant about what i did is that is that gabby planned everything yeah <laughs> wow. and, and speaks That's french key. so wow. it was really like i every day i was like i woke up and she was like okay we're gonna we have to go here and then there's this record store i want to go to and then we have to wow. go to this museum and i was like this is perfect so none of the like stress of having to to build an itinerary was really on me. That's awesome. Uh, but there were a few moments where it, it blew up and think when things didn't work out, Gabby would be like, all right, Sam, where are we going? Oh, uh, I do not like that. I got, where in, are we I going got into thing? one of the worst fights of my relationship 
when I was at a uh, Versailles Gardens. Mm, wow, which is one of those beautiful places. It literally was breathtaking. Yeah. I, could, I just loved it so much, but I got into a huge fight. fight there. Well, we wanted to picnic and I was really tweaked out because you were not allowed to picnic in the garden. There are like places where you can picnic. And the person I was with was like, let's just picnic wherever. And I was just too anxious. To, I was like, I just don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. And it became this big problem. Um, and we picnicked at this like really nasty part of the park. Oh, I hate when you just like yeah. give up because you're stressed. But later like, on, we found out there was like a nice part we could have picnicked at. And I felt so guilty. And we got oh. into a huge fight. Oh, God. We were yelling at each other. I was, oh, God. Yeah. I feel like this is something that's really helpful about growing up middle class is that you have an understanding that vacations are not necessarily any less stressful than regular life. Like I didn't yeah. go on vacations as a kid that felt like deeply luxurious or relaxing. Like you're in the car for a long time. Your dad's <laughs> pissed off. It's hot. Yeah. Like all sorts of things go wrong. You're worried about money. You're only allowed to do one excursion. You can't agree whether we're going to do like, what's it called? The, the horses. The horses are the on the water, the jet ski. And then you yeah, go yeah. on the jet ski and it's not what you thought. Someone gets nauseous. Like it, it's a waste of money. You get sunburnt. Like, yeah, you get sunburnt. Like all this shit happens. And oh, it's too long for a wait at the table at the restaurant because we didn't plan ahead. Like it's just like an endless uh, gauntlet of like disappointments and frustrations with like little moments of, oh, that was a nice like afternoon at the beach or something. Yeah. Um, so I feel like being on vacation, I go in with an attitude of like, I'm not expecting this to be. <laughs> Just this like will a be the worst. Cruise. This will be one of the worst parts of my year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one time, I remember. I think I've talked about this before, but my family went to China, and it's so funny how difficult that vacation <laughs> that was because it was like it's a twelve-hour difference. So me and my dad would be up at like three in the morning in the hotel lobby, being like, "You couldn't sleep either." It's like, "Yep," and we're just like <laughs> up at three in the morning, like just like looking at our phones. You can't get on Facebook. Like wow. we could, we had two meals a day. Like getting food was so stressful. Like oh my god. Um, um, yeah, it was it was a fun, it was funny how much of an endurance test that trip was, and totally. then it became good later once we figured out we needed a guide. Yeah. But like doing it, you can't. It's not like Europe; can't you can't alone. do it alone. And you have to act happy. You can't. That's the <laughs> thing that sucks about being on vacation. Totally. To me, is in regular life when things are frustrating and upsetting, you can just act upset. Totally. On vacation, to be like, no, it's good. It's all good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well. Gabby and I were, it was just the two of us. So we were kind of like a, a, a sort of like a SEAL Team 6. That of, rules. You know, you could, highly mobile. That few rules. needs that you, fewer needs that you need to satiate, you yeah. know. But yeah, uh, with a, a large group or with a family. Families are tough because every person is a different age and gender. Yeah. Yes. And different <laughs> sets of needs. And race. And race. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a beautiful rainbow coalition. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone comes with a different backpack of traumas from yeah, their growing like, up experience. What does like a 50-year-old man, a 50-year-old woman, a 12-year-old girl, you know, yeah. or no, she was maybe like right. a 16-year-old girl right. and a 19-year-old boy. Like right. their needs are just leagues apart from each other. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was never one of those teenagers though who like you see on TV and in movies, the teenagers are like... I don't want to go on a trip with my family. I want to hang out with my boyfriend. I never felt that way. I was always like, let's go on the trip. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But I didn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> Could be interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. but then you find out there's trips that you should go on with a friend. Yes. Like I, I was like, oh, this China trip would be fun if I was with someone like my age and we were like, let's just try something wild. Yeah. Um, but the family felt like too unwieldy of like an army. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. But then there are vacations like it's nice to be with your family like at a little lake house. Yes. Yes. Well, I think I've found when traveling with my family that 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 is the best way is to sort of 
you go to a single spot and you try and recreate your life actually mm, in that one yep, place rather yep, than like yep. traveling around but just all without the time. having to work yes yeah. exactly yeah exactly. when i was in high school i during the summers was a volunteer for the national park service on the mall you know where all the monuments are mm-hmm. and i just bore witness to some of the most the most <laughs> oh, the worst family vacations that you can imagine. <laughs> it would just Bruh. be so hot and it's so unfun to me to visit the monuments yes. Yes. that is Sucks not dick. and especially for like a family like you're saying of like people of different ages like maybe the grandpa's having a fun day yeah. but like the kids aren't but it's n- it. 90 100 degrees it's 100 there's no way degrees. the grandpa's having a fun no day. it's a mile between all the various monuments like you look at one you're like all right what's next now the jefferson all right where's that you're pulling out a map you're asking me where it is i'm having to tell you it sucks and there's no food down there you have to like walk pretty far unless you just want a hot dog that's kind of when we were in beijing we were like in the part in the equivalent part of beijing where there's like the Forbidden City and the fucking Tiananmen Square and all that. And it's it's like not human si- human scale. Like it's really big. And literally to cross the street, you have it's to go... It's built un- by totalitarians. Correct, <laughs> correct. Um, and you have to go underground. There's these tunnels that get you across the street. There's not like just a, a, a pedestrian walkway. And when you go through the tunnels, you have to like go through like a metal detector and put your bags in like an x-ray machine. Um, so there was like an airport kind of yeah to get on the train you had to do that it was just like really stressful Mm. but it was like that it was like the walks were like really long yes and it was so hot and you don't really know where you're going never been there before so you're like making mistakes even like going the fastest route it just it's horrible yeah yeah well so uh, we might be coming up on the end is that true because I feel like I didn't even get here till 10 10 but um well that's okay. I mean, we started at like 10.45 probably, so we could go. We could do 15 more minutes. I'm yeah. fine ending now. Sarah? All right, let's wrap it up then. Let's okay. Um, come to Babies All Right tonight if you're listening to this. is Wednesday, July 27th. Simple Town's going to be doing a 30-minute set, so if you want to see Simple Town, it's almost like a show. Mm-hmm. It's like yes. a short show. It's a short I can't wait show. to find out what we're, what we're doing for it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to find out if people are going to hear any of our set. Or if they're just kind of doing their own thing and... Well, we should figure out if we need microphones or not. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, I think we won't use microphones. We decided that when you don't use microphones, people actually like are forced to pay attention a little more. Because you're really shouting at them. Hmm. Yeah. I lo- I've liked the last time we used microphones. Really? At, at Union Hall. It's funny because you've been historically anti-microphones. I know, but now I, I'm dynamic. leaving Will alone on his own raft. I would really want in Simple Town to get headset microphones. I love that. And Will really doesn't that. want That's to. That's so funny. He's like, it looks lame. And I'm like, it's dude, so funny. we have to protect our voice, project. What do you feel about the headset microphones? I'm okay with them. I don't even need a headset. Like, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy to just hold a mic. Even when you're doing the boyfriend sketch? <laughs> Some of our sketches you can't, though. If, if it was wireless? Maybe, I guess if it was wireless. If you know the answer in the chat, tell us whether we need headset or... I just think they're like really expensive and they do... It, it is a little insane to have that little tape on your cheek. Yeah, it does. It looks, <laughs> funny. It looks a I little Broadway. Funny. Maybe, yeah, it is kind of funny. Yeah. But you're in your like kind of Brooklyn... Ba- your hip Brooklyn best. We have well, a little maybe, tape there. Maybe we should just get, we should just get regular... Wireless. Praxis says it's funnier if you incorporate the nerdiness of the headset into the joke. That's what I'm saying, right? New sketch that justifies so true. it. Okay. All right. All right, folks. What about your shows? My show's on August 19th. That's a Friday at Life World. It was moved. 
couldn't help it couldn't can't explain it sometimes you know, the date some, changes sometimes the deadline's coming sometimes up and you're like i need a little changes. more time <laughs> that's exactly right i'm trying to get a show at life world oh yeah you get my email? yeah I, we read the idea we said huh, we oh no <laughs> yeah it just feels a little what are you trying to do I'm trying, I'm trying to do, to do Felipe's cartoon hour. Just oh, read comics cute. and show movies. shorts. Cute. Yeah. It would be your stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not showing anyone else's stuff. I'm not having ha. an opener. It's just me. Ha. He's putting all that work in. He's not showing anybody else's yeah, yeah. stuff. Absolutely Fuck. not. Well, I thought I asked because I thought you had this idea that you'd show like YouTube videos. You'd oh, curate like a YouTube show. I really, uh, and this is kind of extra time because we do have a little more time, but I really wanted to do a show at Life World where I just showed Five Nights at Freddy's uh, YouTube compilation. You know Five Nights at Freddy's? I don't know it. It's this... Oh, I wish I could talk about this because this is something that really interests me. But it's this horror video game and it has a big YouTube community. And I thought it would be interesting to just curate an hour long of Five That's Nights at funny. Freddy's That's videos. That's cool. But I don't really think it would be fun. It's funner in your mind than it is in actual practice. That's a hard thing. Hard, and it's hard to know the difference between the two. You don't, you're, you aren't, you don't know for sure until you do it. What is reality? What is spectacle? We don't... It's hard to say. Exactly. It all comes back at the end. It all comes back. Okay. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Have everybody. a great Wednesday, folks. See you in a week. Raisin Man Arena.